Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve, fourth time's a charm, Olivas, and he is James, the heart of Samson and the physique of Delilah Breakwell, saying thank you for having the patience to wait out another episode of Wrong and Wronger because Breakwell is at his breaking point. James, how are you today? I am, I'm just full of questions. Where <laughs> have you been? I set the alarm for 1.45 a.m., not p.m., so I... All of a sudden, it was 2.02, and Mrs. Steve said, what time were you recording with Breakwell? And I said, 2 o'clock. I got the alarm set. Don't bother me. And then I looked at the clock, and I thought, huh, she brings up a compelling point. <laughs> so I did what any good co-host would do. I texted James, and I got nothing but attitude. I very factually said, call me when you're ready. I'm waiting at my computer. But also, that only explains the second time. Where were you the first time? I was on my way to the diner, having forgotten to set the alarm this morning. But in fairness to me, and I have been drinking a little bit of rum from a Red Solo cup this afternoon, Breakwell. But uh, usually we record at 8 o'clock, which is good because that gives me time to do the recording with you on Saturday. I mean, do our always on Friday mornings <laughs> recording on Saturday, and then still have time to go to the diner at 9. But today we pushed it to like 9 or uh, like 8.20 or 8.30 or 8.40 or something. You have no idea what time it what. was. <laughs> this was never going to happen. But because it was later, we had already been on our way to the diner. And in fact, when you called, I was just going into the zone where we don't have cell phone service. And when I came to, you had uh, already left me a gif of John Travolta looking aimlessly, probably for Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, he was look well he was looking for his MacGuffin, that glowing briefcase of undisclosed valuables. Oh much yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you are my MacGuffin. I was searching for you for three days. <laughs> you didn't record Friday, you couldn't record Saturday, you couldn't record the first time today, you almost didn't record the second time today. But yet here we are. And after all of that, I need to know what treasure I have found. Because last week when we went on a yeah. rant about forbidden names, you said you actually had something you wanted to talk about. And we totally glossed over it. Because if there's actual content, we veer as far away from it as we possibly can. But now that we're finally here, what, what did you have to say? Well, we got the septic fixed. And it was not for the faint of heart the fix, James, and it gave me all new respect for guys who work in the septic tank industry. So, okay, yeah, we're going we're gonna to need a few more details on that. So I take it your snake did not work. The, the, your do-it-yourself fix was a failure. God, I spent $30 on that thing, and after I extended it all the way, which was like 20 or 25 feet, I don't remember how long it was, but I couldn't get it to engage to roll back in. So the whole thing not only was a bust, but it cost me $30 and a trip to Home Depot. But uh, the septic guys came, 
And the plumber, when the plumber came out and said, yeah, your snake's not going to do anything. But he also said there's a chance, and I don't remember all of the exact nomenclature, but there's a pipe that goes to the leech field that he said sometimes goes akimbo. And I, I don't know exactly what that all meant. But when the septic guys came, by the way, they couldn't get up our driveway. <laughs> of course, of so course. So on the edge of the highway, they had to unload a... Uh, a uh, a backhoe, and then drive the empty septic tanker truck <laughs> up the driveway independently of each other. Anyway, so the backhoe uh, scooped out the uh, lid to our septic, which still hadn't quite grown over from when he did it exactly a year <laughs> ago. And he did remember the property. He remembered Mrs. Steve, and he remembered exactly where the septic tank was. However... Here's where it gets a little hairy. Last year when he was here, all he did was stick the big sucker hose down there and suck out the thousand gallons of septic waste into the truck. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, did you know, James, and you probably don't because you don't have septic, but the water in a septic tank, and I use water with some air quotes around it because water is probably the least disturbing way to look at the liquid that's in there. But it rides <coughs> pretty high to the top. <coughs> I had mistakenly thought that the pipe that pulls everything out to the leach field, which is where it kind of distributes all the waste into the ground, that that pipe was at the bottom of the tank. So the tank stays relatively empty. That's not the case. The tank stays almost to the top. And so when that pipe at the top goes a bit akimbo, the pressure that's required to push stuff through the pipe is greater than the pressure required to push it backwards into the shower. And that's why we had the situation at hand. Ergo, what the guy had to do to fix the problem <laughs> was stick his arm down into the septic swamp, pull the pipe up, and then stick it back unakimbo Whatever that was going to look like, I wasn't about to stick my nose, both literally and figuratively, into his business. Last year, when they uncovered the septic, I did make the mistake of putting my head over the hole to look down it. And the smell, James, the smell, I think I had my nose closed and I could smell it through my skin. Like, that's how deep the smell is that emanates from septic waste. This guy had to put his arm down in it to reaffix our pipe. And uh, I don't know if he got any tip out of it. Uh, I know that uh, we got a little extra bump in charge, and I'm guessing it was for the time it took them to unload the backhoe and then come up our half-mile-long driveway. But uh, hats off to him, James. If ever I get in dire straits and I'm looking for a job and I'm referred to a septic company... I will politely decline and go hungry for the next few weeks. It was wrong on many levels. I have many questions, as always. <laughs> My biggest one is just so I can sleep at night. Please tell me when this poor, hardworking man came up to fix your poop situation, that when he reached yeah. down into a, a swimming yeah. pool full of your human waste, <laughs> please, please tell me he had the world's longest, thickest glove. Like one of those gloves they yeah. used to re reach inside cows, like that caliber? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like uh, skin on skin down there <laughs> in the septic world. I will say, once the pipe snapped into place, the whole thing went... <laughs> 
and it drained all the water down to the level of the pipe, which I guess that's the level that it stays at as long as the pipe is in place. Now the question that is burning inside of me that causes me to lose a little sleep at night because he wasn't able to answer it is, what caused the pipe to go askew? Now, Mrs. Steve talked with him about this a little more than I did, and she said he was a bit evasive with his answer, which makes us, her, believe that it was them last year that might have knocked the pipe out of place. <laughs> I hope it wasn't like driving over it with our tractor when we mow, but uh, just in case we have now made that entire area off limits to the tractor, because the tractor and the bush hog combined weigh 9,000 pounds, and that seems like a little much to push down on all of the septic, septic apparati. So we're just going to use the riding mower and go back and forth 700 times to mow off the leach field and all of the related septic equipment, at least above it if that made sense. Okay, I thought a septic tank was literally just a tank where your waste stayed until somebody sucked it out. But now you're saying that your tank drains just out into a hill? <clears throat> so I have learned a lot about septic Ooh. during our brief time here at the ranch. <laughs> and if, if everything is operating the way it should, you should never have to have your septic tank sucked out. But there are a few things that can go wrong. Because what happens is, and I don't understand this part completely, but when you get a septic system installed, the state has to come out and do what's called a PIC test, P-I-Q. And uh, I think that means that you have adequate drainage in the soil so that when the septic kind of seeps out into the soil, that everything will get kind of uh, diluted properly, that you're going a little bit downhill, that you have gravity working for you. And then they set what's called a leach field, which my understanding is when we had our septic system put in, it was a series of composite plastic fins that go out in a 50-yard like uh, semicircle that pipes connect to. And so the septic water, like the liquid part, gets pulled down these pipes into these fans and distributed in a seeping fashion into the soil, which makes sense because... Uh, anytime it gets a little droughty in the summer here, like if it doesn't rain for a couple, three weeks, the grass browns up except in that leach field. And it is a lush green <laughs> year round. <laughs> so I know exactly where it is. Now, I was told that the septic fins in the leach field are now made out of metal or some kind of corrugated something instead of plastic so that they don't crack and break. But the point is that between the liquid part getting siphoned off and the solid part that if you have good bacteria in your septic tank breaking down and kind of becoming part of the liquid part, your septic system should theoretically run forever with no problem. The other thing that can happen, which I believe might have, well, no, this didn't have anything to do with ours, but when I called the septic guy, and I have his cell phone number now, that uh, he said a lot of people are having problems because it rained like, I think it was about seven inches. We had an eight inch snowfall and then about seven inches of rain all within a two to three week period. So people's leach fields weren't seeping because the ground was so wet, it was just pushing all that sewage back in. And so a lot of people's systems started backing up. Ours was, I guess, a pipular problem and not a saturationular problem. 
Ah, too much information. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we lost any hypothetical listener we might have had by this point. I am <laughs> I am disturbed to know that these hills in which you prance about in your videos online are seeded with human sewage pumped out from your very own toilet. I mean, doesn't doesn't that unnerve you that you see these deer out there grazing on your poop grass? <laughs> you know what's even more disturbing? Before I knew any of this was even a thing, I did notice <laughs> that there tends to be a about a four foot by four foot patch of grass that's always green in the summer. I think we have a leak in one of our leach field fins. But anyway, <laughs> I planted vegetables there one year because I thought, wow, we have like naturally, like there must be a spring under here or something that keeps the ground wet. And uh, I grew some corn in there and we grew some flowers in there and uh, and ate it. So it was only later as I was looking through, I can't remember if it was Facebook or YouTube or something, that uh, there were warnings against planting things in the leach field. And I thought, huh, that's probably good advice because, uh, well, if you are what you eat, I never really changed. Man, this this is wrong on every possible level. Also, so the pipe is up high because the poop has to be turned to liquid, so it only wants the liquid off the yes. top. Is that the idea? Why does yes. why does the yes. pipe being when you say a Kimbo, I'm assuming it was just scooted to the side. Why why would that matter? Uh, the pipe either disconnected from the rest of the leach field or it got up above the water level. So there was no way for the water to go into the pipe, mm. so it started backing up into the shower instead. Man. So the guy kind of put the pipe back where it was supposed to be, and as soon as he did, it started sucking all the water off the top again. So I guess whatever he did worked. So as long as you had that whole thing opened and dug out, did you have him drain it so you could start out at square one, or did you just keep going? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. That's, uh, so they brought the big empty tanker truck and the the big vacuum hose. It looks like a fire hose, but it goes in reverse and it sucks everything solid and liquid into the truck. Did it cause you to question your dietary choices as you saw the consequences <laughs> of your actions? That was all you. You know, the first time that he came out, which was exactly this time of year in 2023, there was a clog in the pipe that goes from everything in the house into the septic like everything drains into the septic mm -hmm. the wash machine the dishwasher the sinks the shower the toilet it all goes into the septic tank and there was a clog right at the end of that pipe so all of those pipes converge and then one pipe goes into the septic and apparently there was either a wad of poop or a wad of toilet mm. paper that stopped up the works and uh, once he dislodged that and i i honestly didn't watch his method of dislodging <laughs> So I don't know if he just reached down there with his hand and pulled it out or what it was. I, just given the level of control he has over his gag reflex, I imagine it probably was just his hand. But the point is, that's why I got the snake this year. Because I thought, well, if we have the same thing, I'll just pop the snake through there because the plunger wasn't working. And so I thought, let me just get the snake and it'll drill through that thing and we'll be golden. But wait, don't take that as uh, literal. But when I did, it didn't matter. The snake went all the way into the septic and came all the way back. And so I knew something else was going wrong. Did you consider just dropping some M80s down there and just letting nature take its course? <laughs> well, if this wasn't such an expensive endeavor, I probably would have. 
Set M80s all around the house, too, starting <laughs> over. That was, uh, that's often Mrs. Steve's solution, or at least recommendation, every time something goes wrong on this cursed ranch. If you blow up the property, it's going to it's gonna disturb the soil on that leach field. It's going to be a toxic incident. You're going <laughs> to poison the entire neighborhood. It's going to roll down off that. You are the highest point, so your, your poop is just, it, it's raining down oh, on everyone around you. true. Fortunately, we don't have neighbors per se. We do have the country music star is our closest neighbor. So that would be I, that would that would make the news. I'll tell you that much. Maybe this is why the rattlesnakes are attacking you. You are you are poisoning nature. You are destroying this entire delicate, beautiful ecosystem. You move out there because you like the scenery, and then you poison the scenery with your own waste. And this this is how you get. Get to be you. I don't know. We have a thousand gallons of it by the time it starts flowing into the leach field. So as soon as the grass greens up, I will know, and you will know, that there are a thousand gallons of raw olivus waste in a holding tank underground. Does this include all wastewater, though? Is it like shower water, too, and sink water? Yeah, okay. all the gray water, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that, I mean, that like the ratio there, it has to be like a thousand gallons of regular water to one gallon of whatever other unspeakable things you put down there. <laughs> Yeah, and Mrs. Steve will flush several packets of yeast every month just to keep the bacteria mm. healthy in the because uh our under I think I've said this on the show before. The reason that so many septic tanks need to be pumped nowadays is because of all the antibiotic soaps that we use. Oh. So what that does is it kills the good bacteria in the septic tank and then the <laughs> the the solid waste doesn't get uh, broken down like it needs to. What I'm hearing from all this is that people should just live in cities with sewers and not worry about this. <laughs> I do have envy sometimes, I've got to admit, where uh, I just see like anything on TV, people are in a house and I'll go, God, I'll bet they don't have any sewage problems. <laughs> I bet they don't have plumbing problems. I bet they don't have electrical problems. I bet they don't have like snakes making their way into the small cabin. So we have to go in there and extract them. I'll bet that they don't have mice that we can hear running through the walls. And I feel, I feel the, the burning envy, the jealousy of people that don't have problems with their homes. Wait, 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 wait. Are there snakes going into the small cabin right now? I, I thought I told that story in here where I walked into the small cabin and was greeted with a snake and then went back to the big cabin and got Mrs. Steve who came and extracted it. <laughs> this is an old snake encounter, then, not a new snake encounter. No, yeah, 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 yeah. This is good. I guess the more, most important question from all of this is after you abandoned me this morning, did your breakfast taste like <laughs> ash in your mouth? Knowing of all the all the quality content we had to put on the internet, all the work we had to do, and there you were stuffing your face with the future contents of that septic system. Oh my God! Why do you have to put it that way? That's God. No, but I do feel anxiety when I forget something, and I know I have left someone like waiting for me, or. I just, I hate that feeling when I drop the ball on something. And I did it twice today. Fortunately, 
I'm a little bit drunk right now, so I don't really care. <laughs> well, now, but this morning, I cared quite a bit. Now my big fear is that the recording is going to screw up on my end. Because right now, <laughs> I have the moral high horse. I have the high ground. I have a death grip on the guilt. Of the you know the flow yeah. of it is going distinctly towards you. And if I screw that up, it's such a precious thing. Man, I would be devastating for me on this day of all days to have to apologize to you. So I am praying to the gods of the computer that it works this time. This recording recording makes it out so that I can keep this sense of superiority at least until we record the next time. Well, if uh, you look back and remember, I have never held it over your head when you did anything that was technologically oops. It's good. I, I didn't do it, Steve. The computer did it to me. I am, I am blameless. Oh. I am innocent. Uh, but also, you know. yeah, it's probably all my fault. <laughs> Just, I'm sure I did something wrong somewhere. Probably not like in a technological sense, more like in a karmic sense. And, you know, God was smiting me. That seems the much more plausible explanation <laughs> for why the computer failings all happen on my end. Also, you like you put your end together with a potato. So there's really no way yours can fail. There's no <laughs> technology involved over there. You're you're calling me on like a thousand year old phone that I had to send you through the snail mail. I mean, just <laughs> that's so true. That's true. My end uh, pretty much ends maybe two minutes after we stop recording because that's about how long it takes me to upload the my end of the episode into the cloud, and then you're responsible for not just taking it down but also splicing both of our ends together. And as we learned last week, try to figure out how to erase different verbal faux pas that we make throughout the course of the episode. I did, and I, I edited it together so seamlessly, and I did not add in the eight blank seconds that were referenced in the title <gasps> because what? you didn't listen anyway. You wouldn't, I could tell you I put 20 seconds in there. You wouldn't know the difference. I was like, you know what? Our fans, or fans singular, is not going to stick with us through an eight-second pause. They do not have that attention span. We have not built up eight seconds worth of goodwill. If they hear three seconds of dead airtime, they're out of here. So I very perfectly silenced the offending word, but let wow. the video roll. It was it was art, Steve. Art you will never appreciate, because wow. you and I will never go back to view that or listen to that again. <laughs> what I no, Judy P was gripping her pearls during that few seconds, just waiting <laughs> with bated breath. But what I end up doing, just because it's better for our metrics to have more minutes watched, is I'll turn it on and then just kind of set my phone down and let it run <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> and that so that's why we have one complete listen every week there's one person who misses the end of the podcast <laughs> the worst thing the internet ever did is facebook they might still offer it but i don't look because i don't want to be depressed i don't need to hear bad news is it facebook used to show how long somebody listened to your podcast like you got a thousand right, views right and like 900 of those are like four seconds it's clearly somebody just scrolling through but what would <laughs> really right. what would really hurt is there were like no 25 minute views like no one was making it to the end and that just oh it just it, it killed me inside i i did not want to parse out the numbers after that now maybe they were watching it in smaller bursts i don't know maybe the metrics were wrong uh but what i know is my fragile ego can't handle real numbers so i moved <laughs> on with my life and uh, i will never check the stats again 
Well, YouTube gets at least one full view, and probably two, because I'm guessing Judy P and Mr. Judy P watch it all the way through as well. What's the what's the end game though for getting us that better metric? Like, if it goes out to a larger audience, that's just going to be a larger audience that abandons it after three seconds. Like, we're not promoting a quality product here. So, what what is your angle? What's the scheme? Well, James, I've been disappointing my wife for decades now. And so I'm so used to it. I think the more the merrier. Like, uh, let's spread this out a little bit. Let's spread the disappointment. And so as many people as I can get to watch this and feel that almost revulsion when they're watching. Similar to how Mrs. Steve watches me, like, change my shirt. That kind of thing. Like, uh, I feel accomplished. I don't know about you, but that's how I roll. Well, if that was your goal, I think you achieved it today. You had your single longest monologue in the history of the podcast. I would say for 16 minutes or so, I didn't say a word as you went into great detail about what exactly yeah. happens to your poop after you poop it. And that... I, <laughs> That's the kind of thing that gets you a Pulitzer, I'm sure. I'm sure we are bound for bigger and better things. So please keep running that one view in the background to really get the numbers up. You know, it's funny. I rarely pee indoors just because <laughs> I don't want to keep flushing and putting stuff in the septic. And I figure, you know, why not? So it's, uh, it's usually just poop, my contribution to the septic situation. Your barbarian behavior finally makes a little bit more sense. Now that I know what happens, if you don't pee on the hill, your pee still ends up in the hill. So it really, it, in the hill. it's exactly yeah. the same thing. Uh, and what I'm getting from this is your place is disgusting and should be avoided by animals and people alike. God, I wish we could keep the coyotes out of here. However, we were at the National Wild Turkey Federation convention this last, uh, yesterday, Saturday, oh. where that uh, tens of thousands of people in camo descended upon the Opryland Convention Center. It was huge. It was like McCormick Center at Chicago, huge. <laughs> like we walked up and down the aisles for three and a half hours. We didn't cover half of it. Man. It was big. But here's the point. That, uh, oh shoot, I forgot what the point is. Uh, <laughs> That's very on brand. That is exactly how I expected the story to end. <laughs> I was, I, oh, I remember. I bought two coyote traps off a guy at the convention. So we have to figure out how to anchor the coyote traps, and then we will begin to trap coyotes here on Rattlesnake Ranch. Is this an Acme product? Like you, they step onto a catapult and you launch the coyote over the horizon? <laughs> you know, I watched, the guy explained how to set the trap, and I, I just sort of lost interest after a few seconds <laughs> and went, is this like on YouTube? And he said, well, yeah, you can go to our site. I said, yeah, 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 I'll figure it out. <laughs> and anyway, the moral of this story is Mrs. Steve is going to have to research how to set these traps so that uh, we make sure to make good use of them. And uh, once we get a little bit of rebar so that we can anchor these onto the ground, we will go a-trapping because coyote season never ends out here. But what will end is the story, and the conclusion will be when you step in a coyote trap and we get a, yet another <laughs> classic rattlesnake ranch disaster. And Mrs. Steve will have a picture of me trying to free myself from the <laughs> trap. But 
Until that comes, we have to trap all... Wait, we have to untrap. We have to release all of the listener from this episode. And uh, tune in to find out how things go next week when Steve hopefully doesn't drink as much before setting these two coyote traps. And until we meet again, this is Steve. Dr. Steve, Steve Olivas for James the Exploding and Still Untrapped Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't let your septic pipe go askew. And until we meet again, remember, as always, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>